0: This is a Squeeze podcast, where your shortcut to being informed. Good morning, I'm Kate Watson. And I'm Claire Kimball. It's Thursday, the 29th of April. In your Squeeze Today, the issue of deaths in custody, a new COVID record for India, talking inflation, and questionable shoe trends continue. This is your Squeeze Today. To kick off this morning, we're heading back in time, Claire, 30 years this month that a final report from a Royal Commission into Aboriginal Deaths in Custody was handed down. Since then, 475 Indigenous people have died in prisons and police cells around the country. It's an issue that goes hand in hand with the rate of imprisonment amongst Aboriginal and Torres Strait Islander people. They make up just over 3% of the population, but 28% of the total prison population in Australia. So that's the context. The reason we're talking about it today is due to news that a 37-year-old Indigenous man died in his prison cell in Cessnock in New South Wales this week. He was the sixth Indigenous person to have died in custody since the 2nd of March and the
1: 4th in New South Wales. New South Wales Premier Gladys Berejiklian was asked about it yesterday and she said that she is deeply concerned about it. She says that too many people of Indigenous heritage are behind bars and that they shouldn't be. In terms of the question about why so many Indigenous people have died in custody in just the last couple of months, it's a very good question and it's a question that's perplexing advocates uh, and also experts. Linda Burney, who is the Labor Party spokeswoman for Indigenous Australians, she's also a Wiradjuri woman, said that she's looked at uh, lots of information about what's happening and she said that there still seems to be questions about systemic racism in the system, also appropriate medical attention not being provided to Aboriginal prisoners. She said that the recommendations from that old Royal Commission should be implemented, and that's something that seems to be on high repeat when any of these things come up. Yeah, those deaths in custody are being investigated,
0: as all are. New South Wales Attorney General Mark Speakman said recently the issue is, and this is the quote, a product of many complex factors for which there is no single or simple solution. That's a comment he made in line with the release of a New South Wales Parliamentary Committee examination into those very high levels of First Nations
1: people in custody. Yeah, and what that inquiry recommended was a number of things like raising the age of criminal responsibility from 10 years old to 14, uh, also raising the threshold for offensive language, looking at bail laws so that police and courts can consider a person's Aboriginality when they make bail decisions, also uh, expanding the police watchdog's remit to look into Indigenous deaths in custody. Uh, Recommendations also from that Royal Commission should be implemented it said something as I said that is on high repeat.
0: And whilst that's a New South Wales specific response it's an issue that's headed for Canberra with many Aboriginal families of those who have died in custody accusing the Prime Minister Scott Morrison of ignoring the issue some seeking meetings with him to raise their concerns. India Clare recorded another new daily record yesterday, 360,000 new COVID cases. It was the deadliest day so far with 3,293 fatalities. True numbers though, as we
1: said yesterday, could be a lot higher what's unfolding in that region uh, is seen as something that is a global issue. It's not just specific to India. That's because variants can arise out of this, and that's an issue for the safety of the world as a total. Uh, Also, America's top infectious diseases expert, Dr. Anthony Fauci, yesterday said that there seems to be a vaccination gap that's opening up between rich and poor nations, and that's of high concern too.
0: Yeah, he said, we have to try looking forward to get as much equity when it comes to public health issues as we possibly can. As for what's happening with vaccinating people in India, it's been a slow start to the vaccination rollout. Reports are that's due to hesitancy from the public as well as supply shortages. Now though reports people are queuing in their tens of thousands for a jab, but as it stands, less than 10% of the population have had their first shot. It was in April last year when four Victorian police officers died when a truck ploughed into them on Melbourne's eastern freeway. They'd pulled over Melbourne man Richard Pusey when the incident occurred. Pusey had been standing a few metres away. He avoided the crash, but afterwards pulled out his phone and began filming numerous videos of the scene, some of them taunting the officers. Now Claire outrageous. he could be released from jail later this week.
1: Yeah, the police organisations and families of the officers roundly criticised the judge's decision uh, when it came to that sentence. What they say is that it's not appropriate given uh, their police officers, given what he did, uh, even taking into account his complex personality disorder. They say it's just not appropriate and the bar has been set way too low for what appropriate behaviour is in those circumstances. Even if he's
0: released, he's still in quite a bit of strife. He's also facing unrelated theft and assault charges. Claire, I know you love some economic data, so take it away this morning. Yesterday, the inflation rate increased by only 0.06%. What does that all mean?
1: I love some economic data. I should say, and this is why this is quite notable. Inflation, of course, is really, really important when it comes to economic growth. What it is is an indication of activity in the economy. Uh, Usually, when it's in that sort of two to three percent realm, it means that uh, wages are going up, which is good for everyone. Means that we can spend a bit more. It means that businesses are growing, and it's really a sign of health. But where our inflation rate is at the moment, when it comes to an annual rate is just 1.1%. So it's about half, even less than half, where the Reserve Bank wants it to be. What we see this morning in the media is Treasurer Josh Frydenberg has talked a bit before a speech he's giving today that outlines spending plans that the government has uh, for some employment programs. They say they're going to spend up to get more jobs going and that, of course, will get the inflation rate up and means that our economy is growing. So still Lots to go when it comes to coming out of this coronavirus crisis.
0: Yeah, and for those wondering about how all this might affect interest rates, important for homeowners, of course, and those looking to buy, the Reserve Bank said it won't raise official rates until that 2 to 3% inflation target is hit. In many countries, Claire, when you inherit money, you have to pay tax. The average inheritance tax for OECD countries is 15%. But South Korea has one of the world's highest rates. It's 50% once the amount exceeds 3 billion won. So that's about Australian $3.5 million. I'm no good at maths, but even I know that's quite the sum for the chair
1: of the Samsung group Lee Kun-hee's $27 billion inheritance. It's a lot of money that they have to pay the taxman. Oh, yeah. They have to find about $14 billion Australian dollars. How they're going to do it isn't Quite conventional. Uh, They're donating 23,000 artworks. It includes pieces by Pablo Picasso, by Chagall, by Claude Monet. Uh, They're also giving gifts of quite staggering amounts for medical research. And what will happen is tax authorities will credit that to their bill. It's, of course, as you say, one of those quirks of South Korea's system where that 50% inheritance tax really does hit those families of billionaires. Is quite hard.
0: Yeah, they still have 15 billion odd dollars left over, so That's I think it's true. okay, but <laughs> we won't
1: actually, feel too sorry for them,
0: yeah, I guess. Yes, <laughs> there's a lot to know about the Lee family. I see a squish
1: shortcut in our future on this one, Claire, <laughs> I reckon. <laughs> yeah, they're one of those very important families when it comes to the South Korean economy and, of course, to electronics through Samsung. Exactly. Footwear, it seems, has become a bit of a pet topic here at The
0: Squeeze. For the second time in a week, we're talking about footwear trends. (laughs) Last week, it was that
1: clogs are back. Now Crocs. Claire, they're killing it. Yeah, I heard you and Simone talking down the clogs. I quite like a clog. (laughs) Crocs are just a whole other thing. I mean, Crocs really are just an abomination plastic version of a clog and they really shouldn't be encouraged. But sales are up more than 50%. Apparently, the world is seeking comfort after a rough year. The company says it seems that misery loves company. I don't
0: know how to tell you this, Claire, but did you know that you can buy Charms? For oh your Oh, my Crocs. God. That's just <laughs> they're, wrong.
1: They're,
0: I knew you'd like uh. this. They're like jewellery for your shoes. You plug them into the holes in the Crocs. Yeah, too. They actually have a partnership with Justin Bieber, who is apparently a fan of the look. It's a whole mm, Two wrongs don't make a right. And we're done. That's all from us today. <laughs> Thanks so much for tuning in to the Squeeze Today podcast. Uh, don't forget we're also hiring for someone to host and produce our Sport Today podcast. For more details on that role and how to apply, have a look in your episode notes. Have a great Thursday. We'll be back tomorrow. A quick message now from our podcast partner.